This is the podcast of Theophilus Church. For more information, visit our website at theophiluschurch.com. One of the things that I think is wonderful about our church, and if this is your first time here, welcome, uh, is that we have just like a wealth of people, resources that have been gifted by God to share God's word and God's message to us. And uh, we have the opportunity of hearing from one of those people tonight. Uh, Jackie Andrada Foster uh, and her husband are part of our church community. She works for InterVarsity um, in the city of Portland, and I'm not going to say much more about her because she's going to introduce herself, but would you pray with me as uh, Jackie comes up and unpacks the scripture for us tonight. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I pray that you would be with Jackie as she shares tonight and opens up the scriptures for us, uh, that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see what your spirit would do among us tonight. So bless us as we hear from our sister. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Can you hear me? Ooh, that sounds... You know when you think, like, you're like, oh, that's what I sound like? It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. But my name is Jackie Andrada Foster. Um, A little bit about myself. Um, Don't hold this against me. I'm originally from Southern California. I know a lot of people from Oregon are like, oh, when they hear that. But I'm from there. I went to college at the University of California in San Diego. um, And I studied biochemistry in college. And I'm not using that at all today. So... Yay, spent a lot of money on a degree I don't use. Um, I studied theology in grad school um, at Fuller Seminary um, and have been working with college students for the past 14 years. So ever since I graduated from college 14 years ago, I've been working with college students through InterVarsity. And it was through InterVarsity, actually, that I came to faith, um, which is pretty crazy. um, Because coming into college, I had a concept of Jesus. I grew up in the church, but it wasn't until college that I really made a decision to make Jesus my own and follow him. Um, A few things about working within a varsity. I love um, seeing college students find out about who Jesus is. I get to see that all the time through conferences or making calls to faith or different things. Um, But there's just moments when I'm like, how many people get to witness this? How many people actually get to see Jesus and God come into people's lives and change their lives for, for the rest of their lives. Um, so it's something that I cherish and something that I'm excited about. Um, a few other things, I love hiking, which you'll see in, in my talk a little later, that's, that's a big deal. Um, traveling, I love playing games, board games, video games, any games. Um, and I love Disneyland. Um, if you guys have been to the new Disneyland park where they have Galaxy's Edge, If you're Star Wars fans, it's a pretty amazing place. We just went there, me and my husband just went there recently. Um, But I've been coming to Theophilus for the past two years. um, And thank you for letting me just speak today. Uh, But before I get started, can I pray for us? Um, Lord God, um, would you meet us in this space? We thank you that your presence is here. We thank you that you're here to speak through us through scripture. Um, God, would you meet us, God? And God, would the words that are yours, God, would they stick into our hearts, God? And the words that I say that are not from you, God, would those things fall away and would we not remember them? Um, God, that we're here to be in your presence. Um, So, Lord God, I just thank you um, for your presence here with us um, and what you have to say. So we just thank you and just praise on your name. Amen. So I'm a very interactive kind of speaker. Um, I like people kind of talking and 
and speaking back to me in, in good time. Um, but I have a question for you. Um, who is God to you? If someone came up to you and they had no concept of who God is or who Jesus was, but wanted to know more, how would you describe him to them? Now, this could be anything, right? What he has done for you, what he means for you, what he has done for all of us. Um, But I want you to turn to the people next to you and share, how would you describe Jesus or, or Jesus or God? God is whatever. And just share that to each other for the next couple minutes. Cool. Why don't we bring it back? Hopefully you guys got to share a little bit. If you didn't, you can still continue to share after. Um, But does anyone want to be brave and share out loud? I'm hoping that a few of you will be brave at least. To share who is God to you? How would you describe that? How would you describe him? Life. God is life. Mm -hmm. What else? God is the ultimate reality. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a friend, yes. I think I saw a hand back there. God is eternal. eternal. Yep. God is love. Mm -hmm. He's our creator. Yep, there's a lot of scripture about God being the creator. Father. Right, there's all these attributes and adjectives that we have about who God is, right? And a lot of the ones that we talked about right now are very positive, right? If you were having a bad time or a bad day, would all the attributes of God be positive? Hopefully. That's the hope, right? That we would be like, in every situation, we always think of God in the good way, right? In every situation, God is always a good God, But I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes it's very easy to forget who God is based on our circumstances, based on the realities of whatever we're going through. um, It's easy to think of the positives of God when things are going well, and sometimes it's not as easy to think of those positives when things are going badly. And that's what I want to talk to us about today. Who is God? Um, And... How does that change based on what our experiences are? So I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, one experience that I had that really shows like my flippancy about my view of God um, is when I walked the Camino de Santiago. Does anyone here know what the Camino is? Oh, like half of... Half of you guys know who that is. So for those of you who don't know what the Camino is, so it's a pilgrimage walk through northern Spain. You kind of walk about 500 miles. You start in, most people start in France and then walk all the way across. So I did this journey like in 2015. Um, and why I think this is a, great, a big deal is I'm not a hiker. The, probably the longest hike I've ever been on was like a mile or two before this. And so, and I didn't prepare. It's kind of cr- like, I should have prepared. Um, there's a lot of things that you should do before you go on something like this, but I didn't. And I watched a movie, if any of you saw this movie, The Way with Martin Sheen, and I was like, I'm going to do this hike. I think it'll be a great pilgrimage. I think I'm going to get closer to God. It's going to be great. And I went on it. Um, and 500 miles is a lot. I... In, in the concept of miles, I didn't know what that was. It's like 10 to 20 miles a day. 
which somebody who only hiked maybe like two miles total in like a day, it's kind of a lot. Um, and so I've never backpacked in my life. I'm a very non-outdoorsy person. Um, I come from Southern California where the most outdoorsy was going to the mall. Um, and we have outdoor malls, so it's outdoors. Um, but that, that's what my life was like. Um, but then I went on the Camino and I had this, there's some days I had this great experience. I would walk through these vineyards and be like, oh God, like you had so, all these scriptures about like vineyards and like growth and all that stuff. And I would think about that or I would pray and I would be walking these flatlands and just like think about who God was. And there was these great days. Um, but then there were also these painful days, days where I would get blisters and every step was very painful. And one particular day that stands out on the Camino um, was this day. So picture this. You're hiking on this mountain. It's like a pretty tall mountain. Um, and it's raining super hard. And not only that, it's like super windy. So it's like this weird like sideways rain that no matter what you do, you're just getting pelted on the side of your face by rain. And the path is muddy and the wind keeps like trying to blow you off. And so I'm on this mountain freaking out and using my hiking poles to like prop myself up so that I don't get blown into the bushes or I don't get blown off the mountain. Um, somebody actually did get blown off the mountain, which was pretty dangerous, but luckily that wasn't me. Um, and there was one moment for hours, right? Hours this was happening. I'm just like drenched and I'm like, what the heck? And there was just a moment where the wind blew me and I just landed in this big mud puddle. And I just lifted my sticks up in the air and was like, why God? I am doing this for you. I'm doing this pilgrimage for you. This sucks. Life sucks. Where are you right now as I'm struggling through this? He felt distant. He felt like he was not there. In this moment, I felt alone and distant from God. It's easy for us to think the positive attributes when things are going well. But when the path becomes difficult, it's easy to forget who God is and only focus on the circumstances in front of us. The, path, the passage that was read earlier in Isaiah is a good reminder of who God is, despite whatever circumstances are happening around us. If you're familiar with the book of Isaiah, it was written during the time of exile that the Israelites were in. The Israelites used to occupy a certain place, but then they had to leave that certain place because people were ruling over them. And so what they remembered, their history was no longer what was. Life was not as they remembered. It was not easy. This passage of Isaiah 63 was during that particular hard season. But they were back in Jerusalem, but their temple was not the same. It was not the place of worship that they remember. It would be easy for them to be angry at their circumstances, forget what God has done. But the writer of this passage leads the way in remembering who God is despite their circumstance. He says, I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us. God was still a good God. Even though it could have been hard to remember, God was merciful and God was loving. Verse 8 and 9 says, And he became their Savior in all their distress. 
even in our distress, this is something we need to remember. This is something that they needed to hold on to. And just like them, we need to remember who God is no matter what circumstance we are in. Is there a truth of God that we need to remember of him in this moment? For you personally, is there a truth that maybe you need to hold on to right now? So the first thing, we need to remember who God is, right? We need to remember the God who has come before us. Secondly, we need to recognize God's presence in our lives. God was and is doing something in our lives, whether we feel it or not. Sometimes when we think things are going badly or feel an absence of God, sometimes I think to myself that God isn't there. This is very far from the truth. In Isaiah 63, 9, it says, it was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. God was there. He was right there with them and present with them. And even when you think about Jesus, Jesus and God didn't have to come down to save us. God could have stayed distant, but instead Jesus came down to bridge the gap and be in community with us and to save us so that we could sit at, right, at the right relationship with God. God is not a distant and far-off God who just waits to judge us when we do something wrong. Instead, he is a close, loving, and compassionate God who is with us even in the hard moments. So one question that I have is, what does God's presence in your life look like? If I'm saying that, hey, we need to recognize God's presence, what does that look like every day? Um, it could be a feeling or thought. It could be scripture that reminds me of something. What, or it could be a circumstance. Why don't you turn to your neighbor? What does God's presence look like for you today? What does God's presence look like? Would anyone like to share or can some people share? Hmm. Yeah, so asking for and receiving peace in that moment when you need it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Clarity? Yeah, God's presence comes as clarity sometimes. Mm-hmm. What was, what was that? Sorry. Trees. Yes. God's presence comes in when you look at creation. That's how my husband experiences God. When he's walking through nature, he's like, oh, God is a good God. What else? How else do you experience God's presence? Patience. Mm-hmm. Did somebody say Coffee. Prompted, prompted. So maybe coffee for some people, but being prompted, yes. Yeah, being prompted or feeling like a nudge of some sort to do something or to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all these like little things that sometimes we experience that maybe we'll be like, oh, is that really God? Or is that a burrito that I ate last night, Right? Um, there, there are these moments I'm like, oh, is that a coincidence or is that really Jesus or God speaking to me in this moment? Um, and for me, like a lot of times when I think about God's presence, like it's a, it's a prompting or it's like a feeling or like a confirmation. Um, sometimes it's like God works in like mysterious ways for me that I'm like, okay, God, like 
For instance, before I became a Christian in college, I was like seeking after God. I was asking all these questions, going to Bible study, going to church, trying to figure this out, being like, okay, who is God? I don't know, but I want to figure this out. And so I would like go to my friends and I would ask her, okay, this is the question that I have this week. Um, I'm wondering like, what do, like if I want to have a relationship with God, what does it look like? Right? And I would just have this question. And then at church later on that week, the pastor would be like, oh, if you're having this question, if you're wondering what a relationship with God would look like, this is it. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Is that God? Or is that just, and I would go to my friend, I'm like, did you tell the pastor? She's like, no, I didn't, I don't, I forgot what your question was. So, but I was like, oh, there's these nudgings or instances where God is working in our lives, right? It could be a feeling, it could be a nudging, it could be a moment of peace. Um, it could be um, a person talking to you. Um, and saying you something that reminds you, reminds you of God. There are these countless moments in our days that show God's presence, but we often miss them. Where have you experienced God's presence today? This week? This month? This year? Do we recognize God's presence in our lives even when it may be hard to see it? Sometimes I can just go out, like I'm a, a minister and I do ministry and work for God, but sometimes it's hard for me to see even for myself. So we need to remember who God is, recognize God's presence, but lastly, some of us may need to remind others of God's presence as well. What I love about the Isaiah passage um, is that it talks um, and uses the pronouns in, like, plurality, right? It's not just about I or me. It's about us and them, right? It isn't just about us as an individual, but about a community of people, remembering and reminding each other of who God is. We need to recognize God's presence in our own lives, but also help others to see God's presence as well. On the Camino, there were moments I had a hard time remembering God's presence, just like at that moment when I was like on the mountain with my sticks up in the air. I was tired and angry, achy and frustrated. There are moments I wanted to give up or barely had the energy to go on. One time in particular, I already walked nine miles and it was noon and I wasn't even close to where I was supposed to be going. I saw a food truck nearby and was exhausted. I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit at this table and take a nap. So that's what I did. I just like sat at the table, didn't buy anything, put my head down and just like took a nap. And I was exhausted. And after like a half hour nap, it's kind of weird. I'm just like snapping on somebody's food tables. Um, I woke up and was like groggily trying to finish my walk for the day. Um, but before I left, the owner of the food truck ran up to me and handed me banana. It was very weird. I have a picture of this banana, like, in my Instagram. It's, it just looks like a normal banana. Um, and he said it was to keep me strong for the next part of the journey. Like, I didn't know him. He didn't know who I was or what I was going through that day. Um, and to you, this may be, like, a simple banana, but to me, it was a reminder that God saw me. And it was a reminder that God saw what was happening that moment and what I needed. God reminded me that he was right there. 
A person would give me a Band-Aid when I ran out of stuff. A person would share a meal with me when I didn't have the energy to cook. Right? There's these moments when people and other people would remind me of God's presence in my life when I couldn't remember it in that moment. These are all ways that God used in my life to remind me that he's there. Sometimes it's through other people, and sometimes it'll be through us, reminding the people around us that are having a hard time. Do we remember who God is when we, what is hard for us? Do we recognize God's presence when we don't see it? But do we remind others of who God is and his presence when it's hard for them? One question I have for you, is there someone that comes to mind that maybe you need to pray for or talk to to help them remind who God is? Or maybe we need a reminder ourselves. There are many things that I've realized about God over the years, and my list is still growing. God is someone that is a provider. God is someone that has saved me. God is someone who loves and cares for me. God has given me direction and purpose. He loves me for who I am, not for what I do. God is a healer. God cares for justice and for people all over the world. He is patient with me even when I do the wrong thing or run away from him. He sees me. He is present and will never leave me. He is the creator of the beautiful things I see in nature. He is my father. He comforts me. He gives me hope. He sustains me. He is faithful. Who is God for you? I want us to spend a little time listening to the Lord. Um, so I, I could just be up here saying all these things, but I feel like you need to hear from the Lord of who he is from, from himself. Um, so we're going to do something called Lectio Divina, if you know what that is. So Lectio Divina is something, it's, it's, um, it's the divine reading. And so how it works is I will read a scripture. I'm going to read the Isaiah 63 scripture that we read earlier um, a few times. And each time prompt us to, to listen and to think through what God is prompting us with. Um, so the first time I'm going to read it, I want you to just to sit in the passage Listen to the words, um, and then I'll read through it. The second time, um, I want you to focus on a word, memory, phrase, anything that comes to mind that God is bringing up as I read it. Who is God? Who is God to you in that moment? And the third time I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it like, what does that mean for you? Why do you need to remember that today? Does that kind of make sense? Cool. You can close your eyes. Listen to the words. This is Isaiah 63, 7 through 9. Just listen to the words. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor of the house of Israel that he has shown them according to his mercy according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior. 
in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. So the second time I read this, I'm focused on a word, phrase, or memory that comes to mind about who God is. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel, that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. And this last time, ask God why it is that you're bringing that up. Why it is that phrase or that word. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel, that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely, and he became their savior. In all their distress, it was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Lord, we thank you for what you brought up during this time of listening to you. Of who you are, of who you are to us, of our identity with you. Um, God, would we be able to proclaim these things with our lives? Proclaim this to the people around us that it may be hard for them to remember. Proclaim the truth of who you are when it may be hard for us to remember. as this song is, or as Taylor's playing in the background, I just want us to have a moment of proclamation. Proclaiming who God is. Maybe whatever came up during this time of listening, to say that out loud and proclaim, God, you are this. Or God, you are that. Or maybe, God, I need you to be this. In the hope that that would be who he is. But I just want to give this space to just say, yes, God, we know these things. And as a community, we experience different things of yours, but we experience it all together. So out loud, would you proclaim who God is?
thank you for your love for us, for the space that we get to just sit in just who you are. Thank you for your peace and patience, your steadfastness, your presence. Thank you for who you are and that you came to save us, God. I just get the sense that for some of us that it may be difficult to think of good things or just like where you are in life. Um, Maybe just a circumstance or um, something may be holding you back from really feeling the goodness of God um, or God's presence in this moment. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I got that sense. But if that's you, I would just love for you to just stick out your hands Um, as um, a symbol of receiving from the Lord. Um, And then I'll just pray for you. Um, Lord God, um, we want more of you, even myself, God, that there are moments that um, I may not feel you or know you, um, but I know that you're there. And that for some of us, that it's difficult to see your goodness, to see your presence. Um, But God, would you remove any barriers, God? Whether it's in us, whether it's um, around us or a circumstance, God, would we not focus on the things around us, but God, would we focus on you? God, we thank you that you are a God who doesn't force us, but invites us um, to experience you and your presence. Lord. So we just thank you for your presence and your peace. Yeah, as a community, um, we don't just get to experience or remember God um, through listening prayer or through telling each other. Those are one thing. But another way that we get to remember who God is, um, is through communion. Um, So communion is a is a great symbol and is a great moment to remember what God has done and what Jesus has done. Um, That he sacrificed his life for us so that we could have relationship with him. Um, So I would like to invite the rest of the worship team or the communion servers um, to help serve communion. Um, That as you take the body and blood of Jesus, that you would remember Jesus' sacrifice and God's presence in your lives. Would you be reminded of God's goodness and presence for us today? There are elements up front and also in the back, um, and all are welcome to the table. During the Lectio tonight, uh, the thing that God impressed upon me was this phrase, the abundance of his steadfast love. And so as we benedict tonight, 
and we continue our worship together through fellowship, through giving in the back, through our dinner downstairs. Let me send you off with this blessing. As you go this evening, I pray that you would remember the abundance of his steadfast love. I pray that you would recognize the abundance of his steadfast love. And I pray that you would be reminded of the abundance of his steadfast love. Go in peace. You've been listening to the podcast of Theophilus Church. We hope you've been inspired and challenged by what you've heard. For more information, visit our website at theophiluschurch.com.